Welcome back to Matthews Arena, historic Matthews Arena here in Boston, Massachusetts, on the campus of Northeastern University, where the score at the end of two periods, it's Northeastern leading Merrimack 3-1. to one. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Our guest here in the second intermission, Brad Davis. He's the Associate Athletic Director at Merrimack, and uh, Brad, we're just talking about it off the air. Very, very different style of game, kind of game from last week, really the last at least three games against Cornell and Notre Dame, and we're playing a Northeastern game, much more of a wide-open kind of game, such that even though the Warriors are down by by a couple of goals here, 3-1 to one at the end of two, they're getting more than enough good chances, and you have to figure that's going to continue into the third. Yeah, exactly. You know, you said it. It's very different than what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, if we were down 3-1 last week to Notre Dame at the end of two, that game's probably over because there's just not a lot of chances happening. But a game like tonight, you know, both teams have had a lot of chances, and that's how Northeastern likes to play. You know, they, they want to get up and down the ice, and, and defense might be a little secondary to them. So still a lot of hockey left, a lot of chances for offense, but, you know, we got to get the next one. kind of points out, I think, the challenge, you know, being in hockey East. There are such widely varying styles of play. And of course, for Northeastern last year, it worked, right? It took them to the Hockey East Championship. They won the, the tournament title last year. I know this year they've been struggling getting off the uh, to try to get off the Schneider here with only one win in league play, almost halfway through the league schedule. But you look at the team that's out here right now, where you know obviously guys that can score goals, guys that can get pucks to the net. It's it's a very different. You know, you can go from playing like we said Notre Dame, a very structured kind of style one week, and then you play Northeastern much more of an open kind of style, freewheeling kind of play. And you have to be you have to be able to adjust to that. Yeah, you got to adapt. You gotta be able to play different styles every night. You don't know what you're gonna get. A team like UMass Lowell or Providence is very different than what you're gonna see with Northeastern or, or the University of New Hampshire. So it's it's very different and, and you know a lot of that goes back to you've got to be able to score goals when when you need to. You get special teams is really big, especially against a team like Northeastern. Uh, you know, we're down by two goals right now. Playing hard, out shooting them 23-22. You go back to those first five minutes of the game, we had the four minutes of power play. You get one there, it's probably a very different game right now. We're talking with Brad Davis, he's the Associate Athletic Director of Merrimack, and uh, uh, looking ahead, Northeastern comes in tomorrow night, BU comes to town on Tuesday, uh, you know, so the Boston schools, this is the time of year, I guess, and it seems like they all stack up and want to play all the games against, or most of the games against the Boston schools at once, but uh, BU coming in, a rare Tuesday night game, but an opportunity, I guess, uh, there's not going to be much else going on that night to, to come in and see uh, both a pretty good team and a BU team and a, and a Merrimack team that's, uh, you know, trying to battle for position to try to get home ice in the playoff. Yeah, it'll be an important game. You know, two games in four days here at Lawler coming up. Um, you know, but it, it's you know we had that with BC earlier in the year too. It's tough when you're following that Saturday game for us from an attendance perspective. It's just you know you get a lot of hockey in that short period of time. But hopefully, you know, we'll play well tomorrow night. That'll help us propel into Tuesday. And after that, there's only three home games left. So it, it, you know, it's amazing. Here we are in almost what is it, January 20th today, and five home games left. But four, you know, five days from now, we're only going to have three left in the regular season. So Singles fast. And the women are playing at home right now. Last I saw it was 2-2 in the third period, early in the third period against a pretty good Quinnipiac team. You know, now they're at the stage here where they played this team, the Quinnipiac team, twice. Tied them 1-1 earlier in the year. They're in a tie here in the third period. Uh, I know it's been an up-and-down kind of, you know, sophomore season here for the for the Merrimack women, but things like this, I think, have to give you a lot of hope for the future and, and know that they're heading in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of great things coming out of the women's program right now. Uh, you know, we tied them in the middle of the year, but let's face it, we 
we beat them. We wanted to shoot out. We won that tournament. Uh, and they're a top 10 team in the country. We beat a couple top 10 teams in the country this year. So any given night, the women are capable of playing with anyone. You know, I think you see right now our best players on the women's side are just as good as the best players in a lot of teams. Uh, it's it's the depth. You know, and that's and part of the younger players, too. And they're younger players, exactly. You know, our best players are sophomores um, and freshmen. So, you know, and it's our second year. So you're going to add another recruiting class to that next year, and we're going to lose one player really off this team right now who's right. playing every day. So they're going to get up there really quick. You know, you look at some of the statistics. I think the women were fourth in the league right now in offense after BCBU and Northeastern, the three best teams in the league. So they can score goals. They've got a good power play. Um, you know, I think they're a team that not if they can get in the playoffs, I'm not sure anyone's going to want to play them. We just played BC last week and only really lost. I think it was one nothing and 3-1 in the two games. So, you know, nothing game where they were tied until about four minutes left. Yeah, exactly. It was right to the very end. So a lot of great things coming out of the women's program. Aaron Hamlin's done an outstanding job. Uh, it should be really exciting, you know, throughout this year. Hopefully they can get the playoffs. And, you know, next year I think they'll be, that'll, that's where we'll see a big jump in the women's program. Well, before we turn our attention away to actually uh, to, to, from hockey, uh, let's talk first of all, just announced a couple games on TV coming up, right? WBI and television, you guys came to agreement with them. A couple of the upcoming games, uh, home games will be on television. Which games are those? Yeah, we'll have two games. Two of our final three home games will be on television on WBI and locally. The UConn game on February 3rd and Maine February 18th, which is the final regular season game, a regular season home game for us. So be a lot at stake for both those games. You know, we're very thankful for WBIN to be a great partner for us. And, of course, Pack Network, who does a great job for producing that in-house. So, you know, I, I know it was a slow start this year on the television side. We only had one game early. Pack Network, or, I'm sorry, WBIN, they went through some changes internally where they didn't do a lot of games. If you looked at what they did, they didn't do any with New Hampshire either. So, you know, we were lucky that they still did one with us in the fall. Um, but fortunately, we were able to get some games back on the air in the spring, and, and we're really excited about that going forward. Instead of going to turn away from hockey for a minute, but let me ask you, Frozen Fenway, now that it's done, uh, your understanding, uh, is that likely to continue? Is that something that Merrimack could participate in again down the road. Yeah, I still think it's going to continue. Um, you know, I don't think the attendance numbers weren't what they hoped they were, but it still makes money for everybody. It makes money for Fenway, it makes money for the league. Um, it's a once in a lifetime experience for the student athletes who participate. So, um, I, you know, I'm quite confident in saying that it's not the last one that's ever going to happen. You know, when the next one is, I don't know. You know, it, it, it could be two years, it could be 10 years. We'll have to see. But, you know, I'm, I would bet that Merrimack will be in one going forward at some point. Um, it's just hard to say when that'll be. Also, after the next round of two years, the the tournament in Northern Ireland, uh, eight of the 11 at that point of the 11 hockey teams will have gone, leaving three schools. I, Merrimack is one, BC is another one. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who the other U, UNH, right. So possibility then that if that tournament continues, there could, could be a, a trip to Northern Ireland in the future for Merrimack? Sure. We've, we, you know, we've been a big supporter of that of that you know that system going to Ireland, and I, I know Mark Denny's a big proponent of that as well. Um, you know, Northern Ireland as a country hasn't decided, I think, if they'll keep doing it after this. We'll have to see how successful it is when they keep doing it for the next two years. Yeah. Um, it's done really well the first two years. It has. It's been a great success. Um, and I would fully expect that they keep doing it at Hockey East and ECAC going forward. We'll be a part of it. Yeah. All right. Then uh, before we let you go, men's basketball in particular, but also women's. Tell us what's going on there. And uh, I know the men are having a great year. Two great seasons so far for basketball. Both of them, you know, the women just came off a five-game winning streak. Both of them are in great playoff positions. Joe Gallo, first-year coach on the men's side. We didn't expect a lot out of the men's program this year. You know, a lot of seniors left last year. We were late in the recruiting game. Uh, they were 12-3 and three out of the gate. I think they're 12-6 and six now, but they're third place in our in our division. Plenty of games left. They've got a chance at the NCAA tournament, as do the women. So it's pretty exciting. Home games coming up next week. 
you know, go to MerrimackAthletics.com, get out to a basketball game. I, you know, I think our basketball teams are the biggest kept secret on our campus right now. So we'll have some great support going forward for basketball. All right, good news. We appreciate it, Brad. Thanks so much again. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. Great. Thanks, Mike. All right, Brad Davis, my guest here, Associate Athletic Director at Merrimack. The score after two, Northeastern three, and Merrimack one. John and I are back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.